Hey everyone, welcome to the Love and Truth Church Savannah podcast. We are so glad you joined us. Our hope is for these teachings to be encouraging and uplifting and that they would help you grow in your relationship with God. Now, let's get ready to receive a powerful message from Pastor A.J. Fowler. If you have your Bibles tonight, I want you to turn to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I told you that Pastor Eddie has been in this series on Sunday, and we're going to deep dive into a, a, a specific area tonight um, that I don't know many people. I've heard it said in so many different ways, and it's funny. Uh, not really necessarily funny. We, we, you might have said it, and I might have said it previously. Um, but I want to talk about, for a brief few moments at the beginning, the difference between discernment and the gift of discerning of spirits. So discernment, general discernment, and I want you to listen to this because we are in a, it's always been needed, but most definitely in a time, in a season where discernment needs to be something that you are daily asking the Lord for. And as I read through Proverbs and uh, whatever translation, I usually read out of the, the New King James, and here recently I went back into the NIV, and it refers to discernment as insight. So whether it's understanding or discernment or insight, we have to cry out to God for discernment. A, a general discernment, there's a difference between that. It's not the gift of discernment. Maybe there is a gift of discernment in general that God gives to you, but the actual gift given by the Holy Spirit, what we've been talking about on Sundays, there's gifts of the Father. You find that in Romans chapter 12. There's gifts of the Son, which is Ephesians chapter 4, Okay. And then there's gifts of the Holy Spirit. So you have the Godhead gifts given to the church that are to be in operation in the body. And there are people in this room. It's not just me. It's not just a couple. Everybody in this room has spiritual gifts. If you're a believer, you've got gifts. Every one of us. And I know pastor's going to cover this in part on Sunday. But to me... Discernment is something, the gift of discerning of spirits and general discernment is something that we're, many people lack or they stop at discernment and never step into the fullness of the prophetic word God wants to give. Discernment is the beginning that leads you into a deeper diet hack. I, I got to move. I don't, I'll get into that and I'll spend 30 minutes on an intro and I'm not. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, uh, just for the sake of time, I just want to read this one specific area. Uh, Okay, no, you know what? I'll just read it. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of how many? Okay, good. We're hanging in. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, not apart from the Spirit, but by the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that gives them all. To another, a word of knowledge through the same Spirit. We'll, die, we'll break these apart as well as we move forward. To another, faith, the gift of faith. Supernatural, yes, God can do it. By the same Spirit. Next verse. To another, gifts, not one gift, gifts, gifts of healing by the same spirit. To another, working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. Or it could be said, distinguishing of spirits. To another, different kinds of tongues. Now, that's where a lot of people get mixed up. We will discuss that in part because there is, 
there is a gift of tongues when everything gets quiet. You guys remember just a few weeks, what was it, the encounter service? Everything got quiet. I knew in my spirit there was a tongue supposed to come forth. I'm telling you, you just know. People say, well, how do you know? I'm, I'm telling you, it, it is... How many of you have ever been in the, you know, you've been around it enough, you can sense when God's getting ready to speak to the whole group. Um, man, I, just really quick, short story. So me and a couple of friends are praying one time, and uh, uh, we were at a friend's house. It was later at night, um, and uh, the women were in another room. They were just, they were being worldly and, and fleshly, just having conversations, talking about makeup and all that stuff. We were praying, so that's all I would say. But as we, it didn't start that way. Um, but next thing you know, we're on our faces and we're, we're crying out to God. And all of a sudden there's a silence. One of them gives a tongue and another one gives a, a word and th- check this out. This is what's crazy. You can say, well, that's just a coincidence. No, it's not. All, our phones, we forgot to turn our phones on silent. So as soon as it lifts and you know, when it lifts, as soon as that moment lifts, our phones lit up. And it were dinging left and right. Text messages, missed calls. It was crazy. And I knew in that moment, I was like, God, you've been in those moments where not even a baby's crying. Anybody ever been in those services? Whenever someone's given a, a tongue and then everything's quiet. So it's legit. It's real. I'm telling you. You just know when it's going to take place. And, the, and to another, the interpretation of tongues. So these are the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit he gives to the church to function. So... And, but I want to talk about first general discernment because I want to differentiate the difference between your discernment you give just simp- you get simply as a believer, but through the, the process of living life. And so here it is. It's the product of experience, discipline, and study. Having a place of perception in our lives. In other words, you might look and say, I perceive this situation is not going to look good. How many of you have ever been in that before? Apostle Paul is about to see shipwreck, and he says, gentlemen, I perceive this voyage is going to end in disaster, and he was right. He had a perception, but again, the spirit begins to speak to you. You begin to feel a perception of which way something's going to go. So you have a general, direct, a general discernment that God gives to us through our study of Scripture through our personal daily lives of devotion, God begins to give you a discernment. And so all of us in this room can grow in discernment by meditating regularly in the word of the Lord, by prayer, by spending much time in the presence of the Lord. Uh, it, it, you can, I'm telling you, all of us can do that. You can grow in that just as, just as much as you do in spiritual gifts by exercising those the way you exercise to grow in general discernment that God gives to you is daily scripture reading, daily prayer. And here's one of my favorites, just observing people. People do stupid stuff. You learn from them. Sometimes I do stupid stuff and people look at me and say, I'm going to learn from you. So I like, to, I like to call pastors and say, tell me about some of the stupid stuff you've done so I can learn and not do it and still do it, you know? So, um, but we can grow by doing that. And, and the more that we mature in faith and the more life experience that you gain, understand this, the more your discernment will begin to grow. That's general discernment, okay? Every one of us has that. But it will expand and increase the more you study, pray, meditate, observe. Don't go into a restaurant and sit down and just people watch. And then, you know, be a creep and somebody around the table is like, oh, let's go. You know, don't do that. You know, avoid that. But you, you can observe people's lives and grow. So anyway, we also, I've just said that a little bit more, but we also observe by gleaning. And it's important to do that. 
gleaning from those that's gone before us, watching how they handle situations. You can grow that way. And uh, especially those whose judgment that we respect by observation. One is one of my favorite pastors that I, I love to, I'm not day, day in and day out with this guy, but I just watch him from a distance. I've been around him a few times and I can see, man, you know, it's just amazing because you, everybody bears fruit. Everybody in this room, you're bearing fruit, whether it's good or whether it's bad. I don't care how young you are or how old you are, you're bearing fruit. It could be good or bad, rotten or whatever. So now let's shift this. You've got general discernment. Let's shift this now into the discerning of spirits, the gift of discerning of spirits. And I'll have some notes for you. So I'm going to give you some definitions of some of the generals in faith that have gone before us that have tested these things and they know them to be true. Because here, people in this room, discerning of spirits are so vital to you in this time. You want to know why? Because Satan or a devil, will he will um, disguise himself as an angel of light. And if you have not, not just general discernment, but if you don't have, and I believe that everyone can have discerning of spirits. I do. I believe that. You ask God for it. I believe he'll give it to you. In this time and this season where there's so many doctrines floating around, so many opinions floating around, so many ideas floating around, but none of them are filtered through God's word. They're not filtered through uh, prayer. They're not filtered through uh, wise counsel. People will run astray. Offense, bitterness, unforgiveness takes root, and it will destroy you, which is why you have to be willing to say, God, I cry out. Holy Spirit, give me discerning of spirits. I need the gift of discerning of spirits. I need to know what's happening. Not suspicion. If I could flip this on its side, Chris Valentin says that suspicion is discernment's evil stepsister. So you don't, we don't function in suspicion. If God, first off, if God begins to work through you with the discerning of spirits, hear this. About 10 years ago, God began to personally, as I was reading Proverbs, God began to speak to me specifically. And it's a really simple, but he's simple in these things because he speak, he's speaking to simple people. So he began to speak to me and said, AJ, if I give you discernment about somebody, you've got two things you can do. The first thing you can do is I want you, you either pray about it or if I give you the go-ahead, you confront. You don't take the information, walk to somebody else and say, you know what I think? I think... Now, you seek counsel, you seek people around you, filter it through somebody. Be accountable with what you have. Filter it. This is what I, I'm just telling you what I feel. What do you think? Somebody that's wise, have a conversation. But that's why you're given discernment in those regards. Discernment don't come with a manual. When God begins to give you perception into a situation through the Holy Spirit, it doesn't come with, with a manual that tells you A, B, C, and D. That's why, again, you're led by the Holy Spirit. It's his gift. Ask him for instruction of how I'm supposed to use it. Are you with me? All right, let's keep moving. So if somebody starts nodding off beside you and they're not saying yes, just nudge them real good. So discerning of spirits is the supernatural ability, not your ability, it's of the spirit, to recognize and distinguish between not only good and bad, but various classes of spirits. Are you ready to take and go deep tonight? You ready? All right. So I'm going to give you just a few classifications here. The first thing discerning of spirits gives you is discernment to, to read and to know if it's of the Holy Spirit. That's the first one. To distinguish, is it Holy Spirit? The second one, good angels. I mean, you know that there's angels in heaven right now that God created that didn't fall 
There's, there's good angels. Third, fallen angels. Fallen angels that fell with Satan when he was kicked out of heaven for his pride. Third, demons and evil spirits. Fourth, excuse me, fourth. De- demons and evil spirits. Fallen angels, demons, and evil spirits can kind of go hand in hand. But can I go deep and just tell you, sometimes, sometimes, somebody's going to call me a freak tonight before I leave here. Sometimes, just as you have natural senses, your spiritual man has senses. And sometimes, because your spirit man smells it, it begins to manifest in the natural. I know, I just blew some people's minds. And some of you smelt it before. Could be an aroma uh, of roses, which always depicts that the presence of Jesus is in the room. I'm just saying, he's the rose of Sharon. So, and then on the other side, some have smelt sulfur, which points to demonic spirits. I know, I just, some people just checked out right there. Hang with me, I promise. Anyway, and then the last one is the human spirit. Most of the time, we're discerning between uh, the Holy Spirit, a demonic presence, or the human spirit, right? A lot of times, we're saying, I don't know if that was me. Is that really you, God? And a lot of times, I'll just step out. I'll just step out and just see what happens. I'll take the step, and if I mess it up, I'll just come back and say, hey, I'm sorry. I tried to prophesy to you, and I thought it's what I said. Or just a lot of times deals with prophetic words, but I want to discern. But again, discernment leading into prophetic words, and we'll dig more into this when I get into prophetic words. Discernment is just the starting point. A lot of people stop short of actually stepping into the prophetic word because discernment, they just read that, and they stop, okay? So we keep moving. So... Derek Prince said this. He said, discernment is a form of direct perception. Like it's, it's a direct perception God gives you where knowledge, the gift of knowledge, where you just know something like we've been in services before or maybe you just like, man, you look over at somebody and God begins to drop something into your spirit. Like you're like, man, I perceive that somebody or I sense that there is a specific pain. There's a specific something going on in their life. That is a word of knowledge. But it's, again, like I said, discernment is a form of direct perception. You just, right there, you perceive it. Whereas knowledge is the impartation of the fact, okay? How many of you are familiar with John Wimber? If you get a chance, look him up. Now, he is one that is faith, uh, very famous for the vineyard movement. Really good stuff. John Wimber said this, discerning of spirits is the supernatural capacity to judge whether the spirit operating has a source that is human demonic or divine. That's pretty simplistic. Holy Spirit begins to speak to you on those three things. It is a supernatural perception in the spiritual realm. How many of you understand there's a spiritual realm, right? There is a realm we don't see with our physical eye that, G- that was uh, Jesus had, he, he fun- when, especially whenever he was uh, healing the sick, casting out devils, they would manifest, he would deal with it, they would be cast out find themselves looking through. So anyway, it is a supernatural perception in the spiritual realm for the purpose of determining the source of spiritual activity. That's what it is. All right. I'm going to have to move a little bit faster, I believe. I don't want us falling asleep. This is something that uh, discernment is really... A lot of believers... A lot of believers never really tap into this. They don't. A lot of believers never tap into this because they look through the gifts of the Spirit and because we don't stop and just take a moment and just read them, study them, pray into them. And I'm telling you, I would encourage you every day, just as if you can think about it, every day, write down the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit and ask God, God, 
I want, to, I want to be used in all of these gifts. Use me in these. Just ask him and watch God begin to use you in them. So Brother Hagen, one of my favorites, he talked about it and he said that, that it's the grace to see into the unseen. It is the gift of the spirit to perceive what is in the spirit. Its purpose is to see into the nature of that which is veiled. The scripture says in Hebrews, I believe it's 11 and verse one, the first, sorry, I had to count them. By faith, we understand. Do you know how important those three words are? By faith. It doesn't say we understand by faith. We understand by faith. By faith, we understand. So in other words, because you believe, understanding comes. In the gifts of the Holy Spirit, it doesn't fun well if I just, you know, no, no, no. As I believe in, as a believer, because I believe in him, I believe he's given me a gift. So my believing, they have to be exercised. That's the only way they grow. You with me? Nudge the person beside you and tell them, say, it only grows through faith. It only grows through faith. It only grows. They're only going to grow through faith as you step out and take a risk. And all of these. Same with the, the Godhead gifts of the Father. They only grow as you exercise. How many of you understand if you have the gift of administration, it only grows by your exercising your gift? Well, it's just a natural ability. It only grows by your exercising it. So I want to talk for just a few moments more about the purpose of this gift. Next week, I'm going to give you an even in-depth more understanding of how we move into it. But I want to talk about the purpose. You need to know the purpose of this gift. Gift of discerning of spirits. The first one is this. Go ahead and put it up on the screen if you would, Sandra. It's deliverance from demons. Does everybody understand that demons are still present? <laughs> Just because you don't believe in them doesn't mean that you made them go away. Right? It's kind of like with, with faith it's, or a problem that we face. I have faith to believe. My faith doesn't deny the problem exists. It just denies it a place of influence. So demons are existing, but I, I've been given authority over these things. Now, many of you have never encountered demons. Maybe you have. You just didn't know it. Or maybe you just knew something was way off because the Holy Spirit in you was saying something's off. Because that's the way discerning of spiritual work, you begin to perceive, man, something's not right. Or, you know, man, look at this person. You just, you, you just really jive well with them and you know them and it's, you just begin to see a heart come out of them and it's just amazing, it's authentic and real. That's because the Holy Spirit in you identifies with the Holy Spirit in them, right? So I'll just give you a couple of, of examples. In Mark chapter five, Jesus is dealing with the man at the tomb of the Gadarene. So you can look it up for yourself and read that. But here's the thing, and I'll give you a couple of personal examples. Demons must be discerned. By the Holy Spirit, you don't just call, well, they got a demon. No, just as much as there's true brothers and sisters in the church, there's true prophets, true apostles, there's false prophets, false apostles, false teachers, but there's also false brethren and sistren, right? There's false people, but the Holy Spirit gives you discernment. Again, some of you, you've already been functioning this, but you haven't fully stepped into it. You saw something wasn't right, but you couldn't put your finger on it. I tell her all the time, something's just not right about this. Something's just off. She's like, yeah, it's you. I don't know. No, I'm kidding. 
But it's like, but you, you just know. I'm like, I don't know. And so I'll come in and I'll pray and I'll seek God. God, what is it? Speak to me. But he connects me with somebody that says, hey, this is what this is. I'm like, oh. Because God's always speaking. He's just speaking through somebody you haven't been connected to yet. That's why you're together. All right, move forward. I had an instance. It's been a while back. Uh, different ones. Just the two that were so powerful. One specifically was, was it's been within the past 10 years. Um, me and, and, a, and a friend of mine, we, we got called into a, a, a cubicle situation where there was a lady that was demon-possessed. And the people that called said, she's possessed. That's how we knew. <laughs> so we get there, and there's fear and terror on the lady's face. And I just knew. I was like, I know as soon as I start praying, something's going to happen. Either I'm going to lean into her ear and say, if you don't straighten up, we're calling the cops. Or when I begin to pray, this thing's going to manifest. Sure enough, I just, the lady was talking about some things, and I said, you know what? Let's just pray. So as soon as I laid my hand on her, she started manifesting. Stiff as a board, eyes rolled up in her head, slid down into the floor. I looked over at the guy that was with me, and he was just going, and he's praying in tongues. You know, he didn't know what else to do. <laughs> so anyway, she's in the floor, and we began to pray. And I didn't scream. I didn't holler. I, didn't, I just leaned down in her ear. And I'm telling you, I, still, I can still feel God's presence in this moment. I leaned down into her ear, and I told her, I said, in the name of the Lord Jesus. It took a few I'll just tell you, but in the name of the Lord Jesus, I command you to come out. You have no authority. And it, when it released and it left, I watched this lady begin to wilt with tears. And I'm telling you, if I have ever felt the tangible peace of Jesus in a moment where like I could literally look around, okay, Jesus, I really feel you this time. You're here somewhere. I felt the presence of God like I've never felt him before. And, and I asked her, I said, how do you feel? She, and I can't remember if she said lighter or whatever, but you, we all, you felt it. It was manifest. It was tangible. So powerful and so precious in that moment. And then when we went to the Philippines and we were in a conference and we were on stage and Pastor Sherry and I were, were looking and the, it's a, it, the youth are wild, man. They're wide open. They're dancing. That The music's loud. Uh, Filipinos, don't, they, they turn it wide open. They don't care. They don't care how old you are. All of them are, even the pastors stayed for the youth conference and they're jumping and shouting. So we're, we're, we're on the stage and I had just finished up preaching. I was stepping over to the side and Pastor Sherry's shouting and dancing. Um, and some of y'all saw the video, but all of a sudden this one kid, something looked off, discerning of spirits, something looked way off. And so I, I looked over at Pastor Sherry and I said, is he possessed? And she said, oh, yeah. I said, all right. <laughs> I guess that means you want me to go down there and handle this, right? So anyway, I walked down, and he was standing up. And I, I just I can't explain everything that was happening, but I walked down. I, did, I put my arm around him, and I, I asked him what his name was. It was hard to hear because you couldn't hear anything anyway. So whatever he said, I was like, okay. And I just began to pray. <laughs> and as I began to pray, he straight to the deck, hit the deck, and laid on his back and started bowing his back. I'm just giving you some of the things that I've experienced. It's real. I'm telling you it's real. Regardless of what you believe, I'm I've seen it. Um, and I got in his ear, same thing. Didn't, I had to holler a little bit because it was loud, but 
I, told, I, I commanded it to come out, and then he wilted and began to pr- cry, just began to weep and cry. And the Lord filled him, and people say, well, how do you know he got filled with the Holy Ghost? Could you tell the tongue that he was speaking? I'm just telling you, I saw joy, and there was something that moved on that young 12, 13-year-old boy, because a lot of, see, this is the problem. So many of us, and, and Donna, you know a lot about that, a lot of people, not because you were in a cult, but just you know about this stuff, but it's so many people don't know their ancestral background, so they're tied up in occultism, and you don't understand where your third and fourth generation dabbled with. You don't know what Ouija boards they pulled out or what mediums they consulted or what psychics they dealt with or if they were connected to Native American, any of that. You don't know. And so if it's manifesting in you, it could be that you've got it in your family line and it needs to be dealt with somebody. Are you with me? Right? So the discerning of spirits gives you the ability to detect and bring deliverance from demons. That's what we're here for, to, to see it, to discern it, and expose it. You have to discern them and expose them so they can be dealt with. The second thing is this, it, it reveals the servants of Satan. Servants of Satan, yes, even in the church house can be servants of Satan, sent with a specific assignment. I know I might be talking over some of your heads. I'm telling you, it's real. We've seen it. Maybe not in this church, but I've seen it before. <laughs> Acts 13 and chapter 8, you can, look and see, you can look this up. I'm telling you, read these for yourself. But Elimus the magician was, uh, was giving Paul some issues. Paul is great at this, discerned the demon in the man, turns around, casts the devil out. He says, you know what? There's going to be a black mist to fall upon you. And sure enough, it did. It fell upon him. He was blinded. But he said, you're perverting the straight ways of God. And they're servants of Satan that their only assignment is to pervert, twist, mess up, uh, whatever God's trying to do, the purposes of God. And that's why it's important to make sure that you do have a discerning of spirits gift with functioning within your, body, within your spirit. Third thing is this. Uh, I might have messed up on this, but uh, maybe Demetri pulled me through. The third one is this. Expose and defeat the work and utterance of demons. Now, some of these seem to where they kind of work hand in hand, but Acts 16, many of you read Acts 16 whenever Paul and Silas get thrown into prison. The reason why they got thrown into prison because Paul got annoyed. He was like, I really don't want to mess with this devil right now, but the, the girl that had a spirit of divination, she was a psychic is what she was doing. She, she was a psychic by, by trade, if that's even a trade. Um, and so Paul gets annoyed. And on one of these days, he turns around. I can just only imagine Silas like, man, you know if you cast this, you know what's going to happen to us, right? We, I perceive we're going to prison. <laughs> like he's exercising his gift. Well, Paul casts the, de- the demon out of the girl. She can't make money no more. So her owners get upset and throw him into prison. But Paul got annoyed. And he, he commanded that spirit to come out in Acts chapter 16 and, and as he cast it out. So in other words, that spirit had taken uh, a spirit of divination, was fortune telling. That's why it's important. I'm just telling you straight up, avoid horoscopes. Some of us want to, oh, what is that? Where is the root to that? I'm asking, where's the root? Some of us call 1-800-CALL-MAMA. What's, I don't know any of them. You know, you, they used to be on all the time, all the time. And people, some, don't lie, some of y'all, don't, you need to repent. You didn't call them. Um, don't open that. I'm telling you, do not open that door. If you did, I'm, you got to repent. We've talked about that before. So exposing and defeating the work and utterance of demons, um, especially exposing word curses. Many of you need to break word curses over your life. What does that look like, Pastor AJ? This is what it looks like. Every day when I, when I pray, 
Father, I pray in the name of Jesus, I break word curses spoken against me, my marriage, my children, my future, my destiny, my ministry, my calling. I break word curses spoken over this church. I break word curses spoken over this city. In the name of Jesus, I break. It is through your declaration. People say, well, does that really work? Yes. Break word curses. You need to get in the habit of doing that. Every day, break them. People may not even mean to, to speak things over you, but it's important to break them. Break them. The, listen, greater the power of blessing than the power of the curse. The power of blessing is so much greater than the power of the curse. Fourth thing, Demetri, if you would, the fourth thing is to expose error. Discerning of spirits functions to expose error. That spirit in you. Now, here's the problem. A lot of people want to expose error on social media. A lot of people want to expose error in so many different facets. Let me ask you a question. How important, well, what kingdom are you building when you take without going to a person personally and confronting them? I don't care what it is. Well, I see an error here. I, I, listen, there was a guy, it's why, honestly why that I'm, I, I got back on social media to help with the whole aspect of doing the Facebook page, but Previously, there was a guy, and somebody asked me, well, all right, how do, I, how do I word this? It's been some time ago. It's been probably, I don't know, what was that? 2017. Somebody in this area had begun to attack what we believed as a church. Called my name, tagged me in the post and everything. And somebody asked me, are you not going to respond to that? I said, Proverbs says, two verses back to back, and I finally understood what it meant. Don't answer a fool according to his, to his folly, lest you be like him. Then the next verse says, answer a fool according to his folly, lest you be wise in his own eyes. I go back to discernment. I'm not calling him a fool. That's just the proverb. The word came to mind. And I'm going to release that. I'm not, I don't have, if you spend all the time trying to chase down all of your naysayers and people that are talking about you, you're going to be distracted, which is, could be a servant of Satan sent to derail you off your assignment, which is why you need a spirit of discernment of spirits working inside of you. Are you with me? That's how vital it is. People are waiting for you to make a wrong move. It takes a lifetime to build good character, but it takes just one moment, one word, one mishap to throw it all in the trash, Right? So I'm going to love. I'm not going to respond. Say what you feel like you need to say. God, I choose to forgive you, and I want to bless you. Move forward. Discerning of spirits not only reveals the workers of Satan's, but, the, but Satan's are accusers is what that is, by the way. Little, little s. But their teachings also. Paul writes a letter to Timothy in 1 Timothy 4. Really... I say on the eve, but not literally on the eve of his execution. But it's really more like a deathbed confession. Letters to Timothy, my deathbed confession, before they take my neck. You know what's interesting about Paul? Sorry, I'm chasing a rabbit. They said that he ran to his chopping block. He ran to his chopping block. They'd be dragging me to a chopping block, kicking and screaming, hey, you ready? Paul ran. Paul is writing to Timothy, and he said, Timothy, 
the Spirit explicitly says that in latter times, son, some will fall away from the faith, paying attention to deceitful spirits and the doctrines of demons. Stay steadfast, Timothy. Hold to what you've been taught by your grandmother and your mother. Fan into flame. Expose error. 